Hello and welcome to Recovery Internet Radio, broadcast live and direct from Straight Stuff Studios here on a chilly fall afternoon. I guess evening at this point. Either way, uh, welcome to episode number 84. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining us here tonight. If this is your first time, thanks for uh, thanks for finding us. I hope uh, I hope you enjoy the show. And if you're a regular listener, thanks for coming back and thanks for spreading the word. I'm gonna pass uh, I'm gonna pass it over to our our host who needs no introduction. Mr. Rick Atwater, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Welcome tonight to uh, Recovery Internet Radio and our show, Straight Stuff on Addictions. And our tag tonight is Tragic Heroin Overdose Stole His Daughter. Our guest tonight is Ken Jackus, who's going to uh, talk about that. Uh, just a couple of quick things. I'm glad that you're joining us tonight, um, where we are every night every Sunday night at 8, and uh, thanks to our engineer, Chris. Uh, you can call in um, if you have questions or comments or concerns at our call-in number at 323-792-2977. That's the same number that we have every week. Again, it's 323-792-2977, or you can tweet us at Rick Atwater. You certainly can. And that that tweet would be live to us, so we can respond to your tweet if you wish to uh, do it that way. Please check out our website, recoveryinternetradio.com. It's recoveryinternetradio.com. For all our archive shows, recovery resources, etc. cetera. Um, all our shows are there, so you can listen to this show live uh, on Sunday nights at on the website, or you can listen to any of the other shows that we've produced um, the other 83 yeah, shows absolutely. that we produce, as a matter of fact. It's all there. It's all there. Uh, so we hope you go there. Um, we'd also love for you to sign up for our uh, reminder list and that you can do on the website. So um, without going any further, I think I'd like to go ahead and start our talk with Ken tonight. And um, we're not talking about a subject that a lot of people like to talk about. Um, we, you know, people don't, people don't want to talk about heroin, certainly, sure. and they certainly don't want to talk about losing someone that they care about. Um, so we're talking about some difficult stuff. I understand that and appreciate you coming and being willing to do it. Thank you for, for letting me come on the show. Yeah, I really do appreciate it. Um, Maybe we could start by, um, I know you have a picture of Stephanie behind you here, so she's mm -hmm. with us tonight. Sure. I'm glad. Um, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about, um, to give us a little bit of a, a reference point, how long ago you lost Stephanie and, in a general way, what, what happened? I lost Stephanie on March 10th, 2013. Um to an overdose with a mixture of heroin and a couple other pills inside of her. Mm. Um, she was an excellent girl. Mm. Uh, my oldest daughter of two, my youngest is Alicia. Um, extremely tragic for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, most people couldn't think of anything, anything worse. Sure. Um, it's, it's the worst thing a family can ever face. Have you, um, in you know, since that time, have you found found out from other people 
that that um, that kind of a mixture of things is common, whether it's fatal or not. But is it common for people to to take the kinds of things that Stephanie had been taking uh, together? Or uh, before this happened, I was unaware. You know, I, I knew these different drugs are out there, and I heard about them, but I was totally unaware that it was in the high schools and as prevalent as it is nowadays. It's so easy to get; it's cheap. Yeah. You know, it's it just I was in shock when I first discovered that she was doing it. That's the heroin and the pills. Yes. Yeah. I mean, whatever, whatever it was, is was easy. I hear these kids get pills. They have parties. Um, they actually, you know, get them wherever they can from the prescription cabinet or, you mm-hmm. know, grandma or grandpa's drawer or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And they'll have parties and they'll put them all in a bowl and sort of make them, I forget what they call it, like a, some sort of cocktail. Mm. And uh, they'll take a handful of pills and not know what they all are. And that could be extremely lethal, you know. That sounds pretty dangerous to me. Sure. Not knowing what you take. I mean, I don't know much about it, but that's a little bit about what I've heard. Yeah. So, so can you tell us a little bit um, about Stephanie? Tell us about her. What, what you know? Um, she was an excellent girl. Uh, always happy. Made people laugh all the time. Mm. Full of life. You know, she was uh, raised with sports. You know, she went mm. different things, dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, skating, machining sports. Soccer was a big thing towards yeah. the end. Yeah. Know, when she got into high school, she kind of didn't want to play anymore. So was she pretty good? Yeah, she wasn't bad. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Did you go to the games? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, just an all-around good girl. Always trying to help out others. Mm-hmm. Like I said, making people laugh. Always had a smile on her face. Mm-hmm. Just a you know, a pretty normal young lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you a uh, Were you a crazy soccer dad? Uh, not 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 to the extreme, no. But I participated. <laughs> You'd be known to ho- go out, get out there, yeah. holler just a little. <laughs> a couple of times, maybe. Okay, just a, just a few. Sure. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and uh, she was a she was uh, she she has a sister. So she had a sister. Her sister was she a, a you know. Uh, Protective oh, of her yeah, sister. Was, oh, definitely. She was kind of uh, a mentor in a way to her sister. Um, you know, I I became a single father, so Stephanie was with her sister when she lived with her mom, and always helping her out and cooking for her, and mm-hmm. you know, help her out with her homework, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you proud of her? Big time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, great girl. Always helped me. You know, I I like landscaping. Mm-hmm. It's one of my. I have a green thumb and lots of plants, tropical plants and cacti at my house. Mm-hmm. She always liked to help me. Uh, you know, work out in the yard and help me move my cactus in and out in the spring and the winter. You know, so or fall, I should say. When you when you asked her to when you asked her to help you, what 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 did she say? Uh, she was pretty much helpful most of the time until, you know, the, the big word came home, is you going to give me, Dad, you know? So, <laughs> you know, I give her a few bucks for help. You know, right. She's always willing to help, so. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You have to wear gloves when you when you move cactus around or 
Yeah. Get a, I have some pretty tall ones, so you got to watch your face, too, because, oh. <laughs> you know, i got to move them with a two-wheeler. And, oh, I get you. you know, I, I have big ones, not just... Oh, not the little... Ones. Yeah. Yeah, we're not talking... Yeah. I have some five- and six-foot ones. I have one that's at least 12 foot this year. I don't know where I'm going to put it because my ceilings are only, like, nine feet, so... Hmm. But yeah. We'll figure it out, or I'll chop it off. Yeah. Yes. Chop it off and start again? Yep. So, um, so okay, and uh, so she would help you with that. Does she help mm-hmm. you with other stuff too? Sure. Anything so, she? Just pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, she was on the high honor roll throughout middle school. She was an honor roll student at Crystal Lake South for mm-hmm. freshman and sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Great kid, smart. You know, like I can't say enough about her. Yeah. Yeah, she sounds like a great kid. Mm-hmm. And, a, and just an awful loss. Yeah. Definitely. Just an awful loss. And I think it, um, for some reason, it shocked people more. I mean, because there have been other um, heroin overdose uh, deaths in the community, I think, this year alone, somewhere around 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that right? Have you seen the stats? Yes, I have. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. I mean, yeah. I've got a lot on my mind, and this sure. is kind of new to me talking on the radio. So, yeah, yeah, I think that that's what it, that's just about that's about right. But for some reason, this particular situation seemed to have really get people's attention. Yes, I believe I'm not for sure when the, uh, you know, you and I are both members on the, the Kenry County uh, Heat Task Force, mm-hmm. and from what I understand, it happened shortly after that. I don't know if it was because of Stephanie or, you know, caught somebody's eye or whatever, because there have been other deaths before this. But, um, I mean, I I honestly never seen so many people show up at a, at a wake in my life. You know, and I know I was in, in a fog and in shock, but there was a lot of people there. And, and you know, mm-hmm. even uh, the... I, can't remember if the sheriff contacted me at, before I volunteered, or no. I think I, I can't remember. He might have, but I wanted to volunteer and, and spread awareness and uh, get the word out, other than just sitting back and not doing anything like some parents tend to do. Yeah, and I, I, I take the not my child approach. Yeah, and I don't think anybody, anybody ever thinks it's going to happen to them. No, but no, I mean, but that's what's so maybe that's what's so shocking. I mean, you're a regular guy with a nice family and a, you live in a nice community. And what? How could this be? You know, it's it's. I was, I was in total shock. I, you know, after it was too late, I started finding out. You know, find out other parents had lost their children. There's mm-hmm. actually a hundred people dying a day of heroin overdoses. Every day, it surpassed uh, car accidents. It's it's just unbelievable, you know. So, um, yeah. And but, like, who would th- who would think? You know, people just don't think that it could happen to them. I don't suppose they think that a car accident could happen to them either. But they wear their seatbelts. Hmm. They pay attention. You listen. You take driver ed. You do all these things. You and know? I would think the odds are a lot more with as many millions of cars that are driving around every day. You would think. And this is just killing somebody. Uh, 
standing there sitting down. What did you know about ODs and heroin and stuff before before this happened? Did you did you? I didn't. Much? I really didn't know much about it besides when I grew up and I was in high school. There was a few people that did it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one thing I always stayed away from because. Actually, when I was like 13 years old, I was hanging out with a a brother, a friend of my brother's that was older than I, and you know we were smoking some pot back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy asked me to squeeze his arm, and I didn't know what he was doing, and uh, so I did it, and he pulled out a needle and shot himself up, and he passed out my arm, and uh, I was I thought he was dead, man. I, mm-hmm. I shook him and. About five minutes later, he finally got up, and I kind of, like, was yelling at him. I'm like, man, what are you trying to do? How could that be fun, you know? And mm-hmm. like, don't ever do that around me again. And it kind of scared me, you know? Yeah. And uh, I know it was really down, looked down upon back then. Sure. You know, like, if you were you were a heroin user, you were... That's sort of the bottom of the barrel kind of a thing? Yeah. Why yeah. do you think it is different now? Why Why isn't it... Well, it's down? a lot more pure... Um, it's it's easier to get. You can get like a ten dollar bag, from what I understand, and uh, it's just cheaper than any other drug out there. And there's so much of it, and um, they're targeting the suburbs. They're bringing it from the, you know, the south or the west side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two nineties known as heroin highway. Mm. Um, it just I've learned a lot about it since, obviously, you know, when your child dies, you, you dig into this stuff like you wouldn't believe, you know, you just... Sure. You know. You do you do your homework, you do your research, you find yeah. out what what the heck... I just wonder what... I just wonder why the attitude changed. Like, you know, because I can recall when, you know, heroin was... There was people that used heroin. I've, I've known people in my age group that, you know, died of heroin overdose. Mm-hmm. And that was like... Nobody does that. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just that's out of the question. Yeah. Yeah. Now it seems for some reason that attitude isn't the same. No, it doesn't. And I don't know why that is. Did we forget to tell, I don't know, do parents today don't tell their kids about the heroin because they think it's so out of, out of the realm of possibility or what? I actually talked to my kids about it a couple of times, you know, and that was one of the things I warned them about because... You know, I said there's so many different things you're going to be, you know, tempted to use it to fit in or whatever. I'm like, don't. I particularly told them, don't ever. If you ever hear a heroin man, stay the hell away from it. You know, I, obviously I wanted to stay away from any drug, but sure. But I strictly pointed out that, you know. You know, I got to tell you, you're one of the few parents that I've talked to that has, that has done that. Because mm-hmm. most of the parents that I talk to, they don't think to tell their kids not to do heroin because in their mind, they grew up at a time when heroin was for low lice and people that, you know, they would never dream their kid would do it, so they don't bother to tell them. Sure. You told them. Mm-hmm. You know, so good for you. you and know. then, I mean, you know, we, we had found out she was doing it a few, about five months before she passed. You know, we, we put her in detox. We tried taking her to see counselors, and uh, I think she went to some meetings mm-hmm. in Crystal Lake over there for out 14. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to a to a meeting where there was kids her age doing this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So and then her her mother was giving her some tests at home to make sure she was staying on the right track. Yeah. Um, then she happened to get in. You know, I really don't know the whole truth of everything, but I know that particular night she got in an argument with her boyfriend, and then she happened to go over to another friend's house, and they they did some things. So, and that's next day they they found her dead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Was her boyfriend also a user, or was he clean? From what I understand, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. So there was some things happening that you were that you had become aware of, and you were working on. She'd been to detox. Yeah, I was trying to take some precautions, you know. Yeah. I also found it's it's pretty hard to find. A, it's very expensive to find treatment, mm-hmm. and also we called around to some centers, and they didn't have any beds or. You know, there's a waiting list to get in. You know, I think that's one of the things that needs to change here is, you know, there there needs to be more treatment available, more awareness available. There needs to be more parents stepping up out there and digging into what their kids are doing and uh, listening into shows like this and, you know, trying to get aware. Be aware, you know. Why do you think? Because it's out there. Yeah, it is out there. And, and you're why, right, why you... right in... In your neighborhood, in your nice little neighborhood you live in, you know? Yeah. It might be right out here on the farm. Sure. I don't know. Down the street or across the road or, Mm -hmm. you know, wherever. Sure. And uh, and the funny thing is, I've learned and I think, you you know, obviously you've learned heroin addicts or people who have a heroin problem look just like, just look look like everybody else. Mm -hmm. They don't look like what the stereotype of, and I think that that's one of the things that made this so dramatic for people in this community. Sure. This was a good kid. Mm-hmm. This is a a nice young girl yeah. who nobody would dream, would have a problem like that. She's forever 17, man. She, yeah. 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 I'll never see her, I'll never get to see her grow up. I no. kids or anything. No. And that is tragic. It is. It's tragic. Why do you think people can't get their head around this? That that, that this I really don't know. You know, I. But more needs to be done. You know, and we need to spread the word. And I'm telling you, man, you don't ever want to go through something like this. It's it's. I can't explain it. It's so bad. You know. Yeah. No, I don't think there's really any words for what it would be like to be in your shoes. Uh, you know, to have that. I don't wish it upon anybody. That's why I'm here talking. Right, right. And <laughs> we, we want to like, we want to make sure that people, uh, maybe like somehow or another, we break the stereotype, or we, you know, we pop the bubble here a little bit. And I think what you said about, you know, it could be across the street out here on the farm, or it could be anywhere. Well, what do you think we can do to help help get people to realize that? Uh, you know, I share some uh, of the same problem with a few other parents that have mm-hmm. lost their child children. Yeah. Um, there's some websites and some different pages you could go to. Uh, you know, we have awareness uh, 
rallies. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- there's a lot that could be done. You can get on the internet, and I'll talk about a couple of these places that I know of, maybe a little later in the show. And I, okay. I understand you you're well more familiar with some yeah. treatment centers and stuff like that. People can go to sure, but you know what you're saying is people people need to educate themselves. They can get they can get on the web. I mean, and there's a lot out there. I mean, it, you know, it, it could be your kid, and. Uh, even if you're afraid to talk to them about it or um, you don't think they're doing it, you should listen into shows like this. You should go to a couple of these rallies, find out information, find out the signs of what they're doing, you know, and what to look for. You, you need you need to educate yourself. What do you think about the – you mentioned that your uh, your uh, Stephanie's mom was doing some, some drug testing. Mm-hmm. What do you – What's your take on that? What do you think about parents drug testing their kids? Um, I, I think it's a good approach, mm-hmm. but you have to know what you're looking for. You know, mm-hmm. if you're looking for marijuana, that stays in your system longer than any of the other drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, thirty days. Um, I'm pretty sure heroin, cocaine, um, you know, opiates they could be out of your system in seventy two hours, I believe. Yeah, you know, something like that. Right here. Yeah. So, you know, you can test them one day and then think you're doing a good job a week later, and they could be skipping in between doing stuff and, you know, covering it up. Or, I honestly don't think that. <clears throat> I know she was doing better because I could see the signs. You know, I. After we found out, then I looked back and noticed that she was. Stephanie was always a helper, I mean, all the time. And I noticed her sleeping more. I noticed her being a little crabby. Um, just just didn't seem herself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't even know what was going on, but I didn't notice this, this until it was too late. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But when I looked back, I saw a few of these things happening. Or I could tell that maybe, you know. Things had changed a little bit. Yeah. Did she get better and then get worse again? Did she no, get better? I'm, I'm pretty confident. Like I said, I don't know the whole truth, and that doesn't really matter because uh, she's not going to be coming back. So, but uh, gosh, I'm losing my train of thought. What was the question again? I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. I'm losing my train of thought too. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, really that's easy okay. For me, you know? Yeah, no, that's okay. You were thinking about her, and I, I get that. So. I was wondering, I, I know what it was, I was wondering if she had been getting, if she had gotten somewhat better and then got worse again, or if if it had been a steady progression of of more and more difficulties. I, I really, I really don't know the whole, the whole story. Um, but, but from what I can see and what I heard, you know, when I don't have her all the time, I have her every other weekend, so from what I heard, she was doing well, and every time I saw her, she was, she looked well. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember a couple of weeks before the weekend she passed when she was over. She did seem like she was tired the night she came over, and that's usually not her. She wants to, and her friend was with her, and they they usually do something. Mm-hmm. And she just fell asleep early. You yeah. Know, now I question, you know, if she may have done something or whatever. But, but you don't know. But I don't know, and I, like I said, nothing's going to bring her back. So there's. Well, the reason I ask is that sometimes, like you mentioned, that she'd been 
to detox and she had some counseling or some treatment and sometimes people will um get you know they'll detox they'll get better and that that changes their system's ability to handle the drug they, their brain tells them they can still handle the same amount but their body is not prepared for it mm-hmm. and that causes problems you know? well another thing i learned too that these dealers purposely will give them um a more pure bag mm-hmm. to get them attracted back to it then when they go back you know several times after they give them you know they cut it a little bit and make it weaker mm-hmm. so that way it keeps them keeps them coming back yeah and then all of a sudden they'll give them another nice batch and that may have been what happened she she might not have done it for a while but to be honest with you there's been several deaths where the person has tried it first time and and died. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened to my best friend's daughter's friend mm-hmm. actually two weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, I forget, it was it Glendale or something like that? But the, the boy was 22 years old. He tried it for the first time. It's gone. Really? Gone, yep. It just yeah. happened. And now they're reaching out to me to find out what, what they can do to spread awareness or mm-hmm. find out more about it. Yeah, I have several. I, I have actually another mother that also her daughter, you know, was on it, and and I've been kind of coaching and telling them things I could do, and you know, supporting them. I feel like I'm helping a little bit. Yeah, you know, I mean, inch by inch. That's know, all. That's all you can do. One by one. Well, thank God they have you to talk to. You sure, know, sure. that you can. They know you can understand. I think there's a, an organization in that in that county called Hearts of Hope. Have you heard of that? I have an offhand though. Check it out. I mean, for those of you who are listening, Hearts of Hope. I think it, it's a. It was a. It was an organization that was started. I don't know, early two thousands because of the heroin problem, heroin overdose. Mm-hmm. In uh, I guess that's DuPage County. There is that right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Had a real bad uh, year with. They had a bad year. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. So we don't know. I mean, we, it's hard to tell exactly what happened, but at least. Um, we're talking about some of the things that can happen, you know, sure. some of the things that, and these are things that you wouldn't, you know, people out, they don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know this stuff. They don't know that. And what we're talking about is the danger, the the unexpected dangers, like but you're talking about the extra strong dose that a, that a dealer will use to get somebody to come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, who who besides a parent who's dealing with a kid with a heroin problem would know that? Sure, sure. And they're targeting young kids. Are they? Yeah. Yep. Like how young do you think? Um, Junior high? I would hope not, but I think so. I mean, there, there, there's been a few deaths. Like when I went to this rally at Roosevelt University, there was a few deaths, 14, 15 years old. So that's like maybe eighth grade, maybe freshman yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. And by target, um, you mean specific sales efforts towards that age group? Yes. And picking young girls that are pretty looking too to go in and get the stuff and bring it back out because they look innocent. Hmm. I've, I've heard the, uh, you know, in our heat meetings, I've heard several officers, narcotics officers, talking about it. I can't remember if it was a DEA guy or what, but 
they they had said that they target this stuff. And then, what is this a business tool? I mean, it's getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I think heard, it is. I heard you could even mail order heroin. Really? You know, it was on the CBS News. Mm. You could order it in the mail. You know, and there's other drugs too that are bad. Um, ecstasy is killing people right now. Um, a drug called Molly, I think that, that is ecstasy, but I don't know. I can't really think of them all right now. You may know a few more than I. Yeah. But heroin is definitely a killer. Well, I think that that's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot, you know, we focus on heroin not to the exclusion of other things, but because it's so dangerous and because it's so unpredictable and and it it, it kills so many people. I mean, like you said, you know, it, it's outpaced automobile accidents in the age group that we're talking about. So yes. that's unbelievable. I mean, I, I think people will find that hard to believe that yeah. more people are dying of heroin overdoses than dying in, in car accidents. I couldn't believe it, but I heard it in the heat meeting. I heard it on the news. Um, and if you notice, there's been a lot on the news lately. They're also coming up with commercials that are targeted towards heroin and spreading awareness. Well, that's good to know. I, I, am, I haven't seen them, and I'd like to. But I think what we'll do is we'll take a short break. If that's okay with you, we'll take a take a little breather here. We'll play. Uh, you want to say what we're playing, Chris? Uh, we're going to take a little. Yeah, we'll take a take a, a a moment here, and this is going to be. We'll be coming back, uh, Calvin Harris. Okay. And we'll be coming back right after that. We'll be back in four minutes. Yes, sir. Thereabouts. Very good. Okay, play away. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back shortly. We took it all apart, but I'm wishing I'd stay. In the back room, something I heard you say. We didn't want to call it too early. Now it seems a world away, but I miss the day. Are we ever going to feel the same? Standing in the light till it's over Out of our minds Someone had to draw a line We'll be coming back for you one day We'll be coming back for you one day I don't even care if I know you Out of our minds Got to leave it all behind We'll be coming back We'll be coming back for you one day 
Hi, and welcome back to Recovery Internet Radio. If you're just joining us, we're having a conversation with Ken this evening. Uh, it's been an a interesting and informative show so far. Uh, if you've been with us, then thanks for being here tonight. You can reach us throughout the show and anytime at 323-792-2977 or live during the show uh, via Twitter at Rick Atwater. We'd love to hear from you, so give us a call or give us a tweet. Uh, I think we can get back to that conversation if you want to... You want to do sidekicks? Yeah, I think, yeah, we've got a couple of a uh, couple of quick couple of quick shout outs to uh, some of our sponsors. We work a lot with a group called Sidekicks Mentoring, um, which you know I think is probably apt to the show that we're doing this evening. Uh, it's a youth mentoring program, uh, totally volunteer based, and we basically try to try to hook up you know younger people that that might be at risk or. Um, you know, in, in some kind of trouble or another, or, you know, just, just need somebody to be a, a positive influence in their life. And we have mentors that are uh, dedicated to doing that and uh, providing them with that, with that positive influence and uh, being a positive role model. So you can check us out. Um, we'd love to hear from you either if you are interested in finding uh, someone to be a mentor for, for you or someone you know, or if you are interested in, in mentoring yourself. Um, we've got a lot of people out there that have had experience with one thing or another that uh, would like to give back. So please contact us, uh, sidekicksmentoring.org. Dot O-R-G. O-R-G. So we're on the web, and there are numbers on there. You can call us and all that all that good stuff. So please, okay. please do. All right, good. And I just want to mention one quick thing. Um, on the 16th, of this month, that's a Wednesday at McHenry County College, there will be uh, a forum, a community forum, to which I understand you're going to you're going to come. Yes. Okay. Good. Um, it's called Heroin: A Community um, Response to a Community Crisis, um, and it is focused on the heroin issue. And Ken, Ken will be there along with. Uh, there'll be a panel, an expert panel. There'll be a story. Uh, of uh, a parent, uh, a kid will be telling the story of their recovery. Um, a parent will be telling their story of how they dealt with uh, having a heroin heroin addicted kid. Um, uh, there will be um, uh, a panel of experts from the area, from different places, from public health to law enforcement to drug court to treatment. Got the whole spectrum there. We'll have the whole spectrum. So I, I hope that um, those of you who hear the show, if you would pass the word, uh, again, the 16th of October, that's uh, Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock at McHenry County College. We hope to see you there. It's an important event. Um, and now I think we'll get back to kind of what we were talking about here with you, Jen. Sure. You know what? Before you do, we do have some, uh, some there's, you know, there's it, it's a common it's a common thing and there's some other uh, parents and mothers that have uh, that have that have lost family as well. Uh, Carolyn Dunovich would like to. Uh, uh, there's a website called www.yellfortheignored.org uh, to remember her daughter, Terry Bruchette. Uh, Don't roll the dice with your life. Uh, her son Jason and Terry Brewster Bartlett, uh, remembering Michael Anthony Bartlett. So that's that's. Like and those said, are those are websites. Yellfortheignored.org is um, don't roll the dice with your life. Uh, 
Jason, I'm, I'm not positive if that's the website those, or. Those are uh, Facebook pages. Facebook I believe. pages. Okay. okay. They're both mothers that have. They're all mothers that have lost their children too to, to the heroin epidemic. Mm -hmm. um, they're there to help you. So. You had contact with these folks. Yes, I'm in awareness groups with them, and mm -hmm. I've only met them a couple of times so far because you know this is kind of it's kind of a new thing. Yes. Yeah. But I'm I'm definitely going to get more involved and keep spreading the word. How how are you getting through this, Ken? Uh, it's, I really don't know. I just kind of go with the flow. Mm -hmm. um, it's something I face every day. You know, sometimes I uh, some it helps to be around friends. Um, a lot of people have really reached out and just offered to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I hate to admit sometimes I'll be sitting at work and I'll just, I'll start tearing or getting a lump in my throat hiding behind my desk mm -hmm. because I'll see her picture or have a thought and it's, it's just unbearable. Um, yep. when I'm alone, I, I have thoughts too and, you know, I, I get emotional. I'll be out to dinner and I'll try eating and all of a sudden I, I can't swallow because yeah. I'm thinking, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just. I, I can't explain how, uh, you know, I'm a man and, you know, I don't care who you are, man. It's so hard to, to hold back the emotions sometimes. I understand. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's unexplainable. Yeah, it's unexplainable, and it sounds like it really helps you to be around people who are supportive and mm -hmm. people who understand. And it it sounds like I could sit back and try to ignore everything, but, but I'm not like that. I want to... Like I said, I took a vow to uh, to do this for my daughter. Um, I think she's opened up a lot of eyes, and I hope I could help anybody. You know, if I could save one life, I've I think I've contributed everything I can. So I think so too. Um, I one of the things that that I've thought about over over time here, working with people that have you know lost folks from heroin uh, heroin related difficulties is that being scared is is a good thing but it's not enough mm -mm. and so I think in the past we've you know we meaning the people that have been trying to uh, uh, let people know about this mm -hmm. I think we've kind of gone a little overboard on the scared thing and not enough on the solution thing sure and I think that's kind of where we are now. So I'm glad, you know. I mean, what do you think about that? Do you do you think do you think scared is enough, or? No, I think it's getting beyond scared. I mean, it's it's getting to be a common thing. It's an epidemic. I mean, there's like I said, there's 100 people dying a day of this of heroin overdoses, and uh, I think the scared part's out of it. Not out of it by any means, but. Well, we have to. Yeah, we, we have need to get to beyond that. Yeah. More. We need we need uh, more laws put into place. We need uh, more awareness. People, uh, more education. You know, more treatment. More, more treatment. More focused. Um, you know, focused treatment specifically for Can't that. Just keep yeah. saying it's not my kid, and, and it's not out in my neighborhood out here in the nice suburbs or. Right. We can't ignore it anymore. No. Nope. Yeah, as I think that yeah. Yeah, being scared just isn't enough. Mm -hmm. Scared straight didn't work, and mm -hmm. and uh, so 
Can you talk a little bit about maybe what you've learned about what you can do about heroin overdose? I mean, you, you said I, I, I noted a couple of things that you talked about naloxone or, or uh, you know, uh, Narcan. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit, what you've learned about that? I mean, I know, I know you're not an expert on it, but what you've learned as a parent? Yeah, I'm not an expert by any means. Uh, a couple of these mothers that, that uh, mm-hmm. was Scott, Scott Chris. mentioned. Yeah. Chris, I'm sorry. That's okay. Chris had mentioned. Oh, yeah. Chris Scott. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, Terry Dudar, she she knows, she has training on naloxone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an injection you could give somebody when they're overdosing, of course, you need to be trained on it and know the signs and when to give it and stuff like this, but it can save someone's life. You know, say say you have a child at home and you know they're doing it and you may want to get trained on this and have this injection in the house for if your loved one is having an overdose, you can give them this injection and hopefully bring them back okay. and save them. There's also the Good Samaritan Law, which I was totally unaware of. Um if your friend is having an overdose, you can call 911. The police will come to the house. You will not be questioned or prosecuted or anything. You, you uh, hopefully you just save somebody's life. Um, if there's an overdose involved, that they'll take care of the overdose, and you, you don't have to worry. People that, you know, from what I understand, my daughter was dead eight to ten hours. Um, before they found her, and uh, she was with a friend. Well, it wasn't really a friend. This is the kid that had given her this, and she was laying next to her bed for eight to ten hours. This kid's mother was home. Don't tell me they didn't know this. That my daughter was dead. I mean, how could you leave somebody laying there for eight to ten hours, man? Mm-hmm. That's just totally ruthless. I mean, that's. And yeah, what's what, you know? They could have called nine one one. They sure came and hopefully saved her. You know, um, people need to be aware of the Good Samaritan law. Call nine one one. Yeah, because I've heard that I've heard that plenty. Where um, you know, kids you know are, are at a party or there's you know somebody somebody overdoses and they just don't leave them laying there. Yeah, they just you leave know, them laying there because they're afraid they're, that you know, they're afraid they're going to get in trouble. You know, so yeah, you're not going to get in trouble. Okay, well that's good to know. And, and you might be saving somebody's life by calling nine one one. And Narcan. Or the the drug I guess is called naloxone and Narcan is the is the a generic generic name for it. How would do you know how how someone would find um, a training or how they would get um, Narcan? Yes, I do, and I didn't bring specifics on it, but I'm sure if you punch Narcan into the computer or naloxone. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can find this information out and pass it on. Okay. Uh, Terry Dudar is one of the ladies that's trained in it, and uh, you had mentioned her. If you want to mention that was her Facebook the, uh, page. The page is "Don't Roll the Dice with Your Life," Jason. Yeah. Okay, and that's a Facebook page. Yes. So people could find it that way, and I know there's a there's a gal who will be there on the 16th. Yes. Um, who is a, a, a Narcan trainer, and she distributes the you know Narcan after the training. Her name is Cassandra Wingert, and uh, she'll be at that event on the 16th. I don't know Great. exactly how to get a hold of her right now, but but that was something we thought. This Terry lady will be there as well. And, Great. And, uh, 
So we'll have some she information. She may be able to bring a DVD on the okay. training if, if there's a monitor available. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah, that'll be great. So we'll have that information available because those are the kinds of things that save lives that people just really seem to not know about. Mm-hmm. And it's out there, so it's pretty important. And the Good Samaritan Law, you won't get in trouble if you call. If somebody's overdosing, you won't get in trouble. Yes, call 911. Call 911. They'll come. They'll take care of the overdose. No, no questions no asked. No questions asked. Yeah. And, I mean, there's just... Um, I wish I would have known of this, or other people have known of this, or children that are doing this, not children, but young adults that have this addiction that are playing around uh, you need to call, you know. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you said that, you know, you found out that there just isn't, the services just aren't available for heroin addiction or heroin problems are, are around here. Mm-hmm. What, and you mentioned a couple things. What, what, what do you think is missing? Uh, what, what, what do you think we need more of around here? I think we need to spread the word more. I think the, the, the state needs to take more steps, uh, I actually think they need to put tougher laws into place because, you know, I, I dug and searched into what happened to my daughter and who gave it to her, and I actually gave up some names and addresses, and uh, they were pursued upon and raided later, and a couple of these guys went to jail. Mm-hmm. But then I found out, one of the guys I found out, you know, you get they get bonded out for $500,000, which is you need to put up 10% of that, which is like $5,000. Their dealer will bail them out, and they'll be back on the street selling it in a week, mm-hmm. and they make $5,000 up in a day. Mm-hmm. You know, So they need to make that bail or that Class X felony mm-hmm. you know, more severe. Yeah. Um, Higher bail? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I yeah. think there needs to be more uh, officers put into place to uh, – you know, task force that are in place, and I just think they need more focus and more uh, funding to to focus on this stuff. What about the treatment side, the the uh, the detox, the that that I think maybe a little more of your expertise. I'm not too familiar, and I didn't have time to do too much research on this, so. Yeah. I don't know if there's a few things you could mention. Well, the only thing, you know, the, I mean, I have opinions about it that, mm-hmm. that we don't have enough. Oh, um, sure, definitely. That, that you know. I mean, I don't think yeah. we have enough, and, and uh, I think that the treatment for heroin addiction is different than it is for other drugs. It's a longer-term treatment. It takes a different approach, mm-hmm. and I don't think enough people are trained to deal with it or understand the differences. Okay. So that's like I, mean, I said, this is pretty new yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I need to find out more, but of course, like everybody else that's listening in here, you know, we all have lives. We work. Yeah. And there's only so much time in the day. You know, I uh, my days, my mind is a little more fulfilled through my days with thoughts of my daughter be, passing and stuff like that. So sometimes I don't get to focus as much as I I would like to. Yeah. You know. Um, but every day I'm getting a little stronger, and every day I'm going to keep trying to find out more, and, and uh, I'm not going to back down from spreading awareness. No, I mean, and I think you're, you're you know, you're um, an inspiration for a lot of people who 
there's a there's a lot of parents out there. I think the number I heard, um, a round number in the last five years in this just in the county that we live in here in McHenry County, Illinois, there have been 75 death overdose deaths. Round number, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe a couple more. Um, I mean, that means that there are 75 families like yours out there who've lost kids or just they're in this just in this few square small miles. yeah just in this small area sure and so when they and of those 75 i you're the only one that i'm talking to mm-hmm. i'm not i mean there are other there are other parents who are who are you know talking some but i don't get a chance to talk to that many people who've actually lost a kid Mm-hmm. Who are willing to do the things that you're doing? So, you know, I'm I'm really. Uh, it's the least I can do. Yeah, I'm I'm it behind really you. Is. I I think um, you know one of the other things I want to talk about is um, like let's talk a little bit about what do you what do we need what what do we need to tell parents what do they what do they need to know what more you know how do we want to how do we want to go about educating them. Um, uh, you need to look for signs of personality changes, um, asking for money, sleeping, falling asleep unexpectedly, mm-hmm. um, change in moods. Like what kind of changes in mood? Like um, for one thing, when they don't have, if if they are addicted to it and they do it for a few days and then they don't have it uh, their body becomes in pain uh, they get really crabby and defensive and you know um, I really don't know all the signs there's some of the signs I've, I've heard of yeah but you'll definitely notice a change you know and you need to start digging into it well and I think that's that's a good point because that's one of the things that's really different about about um, heroin in particular is that there's a there's a physical um, when you don't have it there's there, the body is craving it and it gets sick and with some of the other with some of the other common drugs you don't have that same um, detox the detox side isn't as like things like cocaine and methamphetamine and you know um, drugs like that there isn't the same physical detox so. Mm-hmm. That that's one of the things that makes heroin so dangerous, mm-hmm. and that's what you're saying is that you could see when your kid is sick. I understand you don't ever lose your tolerance either. You know you can be off of it for years and go back to do it again. You're going to need just as much to get off as you got off with when you stopped ten years ago. It never changes. Mm-hmm. Heroin's one of the worst things and hardest things to get away from. So parents, so when parents are looking for signs and symptoms, they're looking, they're looking for, you know, their kid might be uh, the sleepiness or the, that part of it. Tired all the time. The personality change or... stuff. Uh, money, uh, money issues. They're mm-hmm. looking for money. Asking for money. Mm-hmm. Maybe stealing your money. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, not not doing as well in school. Um, Although Stephanie 
still was able to do great in school. You know, she's a normal kid, and mm-hmm. still looked happy every day. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only a few times that I noticed that some of these signs, and, and it was only a couple of times that I noticed. So, yeah, uh, and I think that that's not. I, you know, I know she, I know she wasn't an addict, or well, I guess anybody's an addict that, that doesn't, you know, but. I know she didn't want to do this to herself. It's not something, you know, it just got a hold of her. I mean, it was a little too much. And, uh, right. That's all it can take. The, the stuff's so pure, you, you could just do a little bit and that's it. And it's gonna, your heart's going to stop and you're not, you're not coming back. And you said that she had gotten some treatment. She had been to detox. Yes. Locally? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she went to detox. Was she there, what, five days or something? Four no, days? Two or three days. Two or three days? Yeah. Okay. And then I know that sometimes they... And we tried to get her into a treatment center, but there was no beds available. And, um, you know, it was very expensive, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hugely expensive. I mean, I actually didn't have too much uh, involvement with it because of, you know... Right. Like I said, I'm joint custody or whatever, so... Right. I don't want to get into that part of it. But right, that's fine. But mm-hmm. so, but it's yeah, it is expensive, and it's not easy. It's not easy to find. Mm-hmm. Um, were 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 you looking at a state-funded facility, or were you looking at a private facility, or? From what I understand, I don't even know if there is state funding available. Is well, there are. Yeah, there's a place called Share in in Hoffman Estates, and uh, there's there are there are. But I had heard of Alexian Brothers and. Uh, Right, Rosecrans and mm-hmm. a couple of these other places. I never heard of. Would you say share? Share. It's a state. It's a state-funded oh, okay. facility in Hoffman Estates, but you have to qualify, and you know they oh, also yeah, you probably got to make next to nothing. Yeah, so you get the poverty level to to get this. You know. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have been an easy thing to do, but I'm just saying. So there are places around, but one of the things I've heard is that you know, you know in terms of beds available. That's a new one on me that there was not a bed available for her. That's that's what I was told. Yeah, because um, yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised to hear that because there's usually usually there's a way mm-hmm. to to get somebody in if they need to get in. But you know, like I said I didn't make the call, but that's that's what I was told. Yeah, you know. So, but anyway, she, so she didn't get into uh, an inpatient program, but she did. She was in some kind of counseling, yes. some kind of outpa- an outpatient program of some kind, or just yes. outpatient and counseling. She was also going to, uh, I don't know if it was called NA or what kind of class it was, but it was a twelve-step program. Okay, you know, yeah. Um, so there's there's things around, there's things available, mm-hmm. but they're out there. Yeah, they're out there, and I, I wish you know I, I could talk more about it and had more research, but you know, you just asked me to do this. A few days ago, and I yeah. said, I, "I don't know what to do, but I'll, I'm willing to do anything." So. Yeah, well, you're, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm you're not by uh, the seat of my pants right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is everybody else. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, so is everybody else. It's it's not an easy thing, and no, you know, nobody would expect you to have all, all the resources at the tips of your fingers. You you know, that's. Um, but you did mention a couple of places, you know, Alexian Brothers, uh, which is. You know they don't have a, an inpatient program; they have an outpatient program. But Rosecrans in Rockford has a uh, an inpatient program, and a lot of the people from this county go to Rosecrans. And uh, you know, so 
Uh, those are a couple of really good resources. And there's others outside the county. And there's, you know, there's a program at Integra, which is the, our local hospital, so uh, um, an outpatient program. But I guess um, maybe if there's if there's one thing or, or or one or two main things that you think that you'd like to impart tonight to the parents who might be listening, the, like if you could boil it down to the most important thing that you could say to a parent if they had a kid who they thought was messing with heroin, what would you tell them? Um, I put you on the spot. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it's my job. Like I said, I wish I was a little more prepared. Well, I think you know. I guess it. I would jump on the internet right away and uh, you know start looking for help any way you can. I know we've mentioned a few places. Yeah. Um, I can guarantee you, at the the McHenry County College thing on October 16th, there's going to be a lot more information available. I apologize for not having all this information, but. Um, the only thing I can say is don't stand back and uh, think that it's not happening to your kid. And uh, whatever you got to do, get on the internet. Um, just call and, and poke and prod and, and find out what you can. Okay. Yeah. Don't ignore it. Saying, yeah. Don't ignore. It. I wish I had more to say right now. Well, that's. I mean, that's a, that's the, probably the most important thing to say. I think that that's what this is all about. That's what that thing at the college is about. That's what, you know, this is a team sport. So we all, we're all in this together. We better work together as a community and as, as a group and don't ignore it. I really hope, you know, I've been putting the word out that, you know, we're having this thing at the college and, uh, you know, people could say they're common and stuff like that, but I, I really, it would really make me feel good um, if we had a good turnout. And you know, the more people that come, the more people you can spread the word to and uh, help out. And that's all I can say. Okay, and I think that that's that's an excellent thing to say. And you know, I don't think I don't think you can prepare for something like this. I think you can share and say what you have to say, which is exactly what you did. I mean, I really don't. I don't know if I'm saying enough right now or not, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying my best because it's by no means easy to, no. to sit here and uh, no. have to play this all through my mind again. No, I know it's not. But it, I, it'll never leave. I'll, yeah. I'll be thinking about her every day of my life, Yeah. you know, until we meet again. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your uh, sharing what you had to say, and um, and I think what you had to say was powerful and important and I'm and I and it's going to help a lot of people. I hope so. So thank, thank you uh thank you for coming. Um tonight's guest Ken Chakas. Um I hope I said that right, Chakas. Chiakas. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to get it right. <laughs> thank you. Ken Chakas. Um and thanks to our listeners and our studio audience. Um that's you. Mm-hmm. For making us a successful little underground support source for the recovering community. We'll email reminders for next week's show. Um, and as always, uh, we try to look at recovery from a wide and open perspective. We hope to hear from you on our website. Um, if you want to be on our mailing list, uh, check recoveryinternetradio.com. And you can also listen to all the archive shows there. 
So check us out at recoveryinternetradio.com. Thank you. Um, and as always, live today, love yourself and your neighbor, and together we'll trudge the happy road to destiny. We hope you've enjoyed the show tonight, and we'll see you at 8 o'clock next Sunday night. <laughs>